0: Hello from Unboxing Content Marketing, I'm Hanna Reinikainen and I'm Nina Uusitalo.
1: In this episode we unbox data analytics. Yes, we will discuss different ways online data is gathered and analyzed for marketing purposes and also take a look at the latest trends in this area. Data analysis is a bit of a hot topic
0: or one could even call it a hype. The way data analytics works seems to be a
1: mystery for many. Today's guest, Mr. Jussi Piri, will bring some light into the issue and give us his insights. He is Managing Director of Toinen Behorde, a Finnish media and marketing agency, and a part of Omnicom Media Group. Jussi Piri has been working with data analytics since 2006, when he worked at L'Oreal Hair Colors and got his first glimpse of the possibilities of using data.
2: Of course, I had no idea of what the consumers one from a hair color because I had never even seen a hair color box myself and being a man I wasn't the kind of main target audience because the target audience was basically a woman over 40 or 45 year old so I had to that was the kind of first moment that I really had to trust on uh, data.
1: After that experience Billy moved on and became the data guy known to use data to learn about specific markets.
0: He also started the company Analect,
1: which uses qualitative and quantitative
0: research, digital web analysis, semantic data and data science to analyze
1: different data sources with different types of methods. Piri says that the field has changed quite a bit since 2006, when he first got started.
2: Customers are starting to understand a bit more on what could be done, but it's still in the the kind of, let's say, data analytics is still in the hype curve. Uh, there's much more talk about it than actually doing it. Uh, especially if we talk about machine learning or, or any kind of big data of analysts, analytics. Uh, still the classical research is most used analytics type in, in Finland I think. Uh, together with classical transaction based web analytics. Uh, but it's changing really fast especially on the talk side. And, and we can see that there is a group of more advanced companies, which have separated themselves from the rest of the pack, which are using kind of multiple data sources, so they are combining research data together with uh, web behavior data, together with, with uh, CRM data in their own analytics. Where again, I could say that in marketing functional functions, 95% of the companies still really rely on, on really classical basic data.
0: So the more advanced companies are using multiple data sources and combining different types of data to get a 360 view of the consumer.
1: Exactly. Jussi Piri described that the leaders of the pack are at the moment big companies that have their own CRM databases, which means that they already have a large database on customer relationship management.
0: And there is also a specific way that these large databases can be looked at.
2: What's changing is the mass of information that's available and uh, how deep insights you can get, especially once your customer base is big enough. So because when it's big enough, it's really important that you look at the right customers also, because looking at the whole mass might actually give you wrong insights. Uh, It might be that of the 100 customers, five of them actually bring you 85% of your business. Uh, so, if you listen to what the hundred want, you are going to democratize your decisions too much for them to be relevant for the key group who would buy.
0: One trend that Biri identifies at the moment is that the pioneers want to control their own data. But this can also be a threat to the companies, and Biri anticipates an opposite trend rising in two or three years.
2: There's a clear move to take research in-house, clear move to take data science and web analytics in-house in order to increase the capabilities. Uh, it's again like trends normally are. It's a trend has that has been in other areas before. And because uh, there are not that many companies in Finland who are big enough to have a full analytics and research department. Uh, that will keep those experts interested in working there. It will mean that in two to three years, there's going to be a kind of opposite trend of companies outsourcing those people because they see that they cannot actually keep the best experts and because they're working in a kind of such a narrow field uh, that their expertise isn't growing, which means that experts who are motivated and ambitious on their own expertise will leave.
1: Viri has been involved in data analytics for a while, and he has also seen new actors come into the field. Ten years ago, when digital marketing was still a novel phenomenon, digital agencies were established. Now the new actors are boutique firms that are specialized in certain areas of data analytics.
2: Now there are kind of social media analytics companies, there are web behavioral analytics companies, There's design research companies. Uh, on top of what there was classical, on top of management consultants who, who offer research and analytics on top of tech firms who do analytics. So uh, that's, uh, I could say that it's, uh, the whole field is becoming kind of fragmented more and more, which will mean that it will consolidate in the coming two to three years. Uh, it always happens like that.
0: So we can agree that data analytics is a growing field. More companies are interested in it, and there are also more agencies that are doing data
1: analytics. But what do companies actually do with the data? There are a lot of options. One way is making creative solutions based on data flow gathered from existing or potential customers. And another way is creating output with automation technologies or even artificial intelligence.
2: The output can be uh, content, Uh, Not that many do it in in Finland yet, but there are systems that can automatically generate content uh, from word clouds and and even parse together pictures uh, for ads, Uh, uh, but it's widely used on targeting purposes. So targeting is maybe the first things that are going to be fully automated in digital space.
0: So, data collection and analytics can be used in creating automated contents and also in targeting. But how about content marketing? It seems this is a field where automated and fast content isn't really enough.
1: I agree. Actually, Piri said that there are a lot of opportunities to use data analytics for content marketing, but these options haven't been fully utilized yet.
2: Unfortunately, not that much data actually is being used for, if I generalize things, not that much. Uh, which is, is, uh, in a way, good to the ones who want (laughs) to use it because they can make better content. There's lots of possibilities. Uh, It all starts with the kind of basics, understanding the basics of what you need to understand in in all marketing actions. Uh, Who's your audience? What they're interested in? Uh, It can come from uh, the classical usage and attitude studies, as I mentioned, some kind of driver research on what drives the kind of uh, purchase motivation. Uh, It can come from uh, funnel studies, so how do people actually buy, uh, or how do they interact, so touchpoint studies. Uh, How could you offer that content to to people? There's transactional data, there's semantic data, Uh, there's kind of qualitative and, and quantitative research data, and the matter is, 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 the most difficult thing is to form a unified kind of insight from all of those separate data sources. When we look at kind of forming content, what I also always try to remind any type of analysis that's done, that's not only about what the people are interested in, but the context that they are interested in that topic.
1: So, on top of the basic search engine optimization and Google trend analytics, there is a lot that can be done to study how content marketing could be produced and delivered to audiences. And it seems that
0: a lot of different databases are gathered and combined for marketing purposes. This also links the whole discussion to the ethics and problematics of using personal information.
1: In fact, this is a topical discussion, as this May, EU countries will have a unified legislation on this issue. I'm sure you've heard about GDPR, which stands for General Data Protection Regulation. This regulation is meant to protect the personal data of consumers and employees against data loss or exposure. Jussi says that GDPR regulations are already in broad use in Finland. And
0: he also states that data analytics is not specifically interested in one person's information.
2: No one's really interested in analyzing one person. And no one's ever actually analyzing one person. You're analyzing patterns and behaviors of groups of people. Uh, Even when you talk about one-to-one marketing, we're not really going to make one million separate messages. But uh, trying to find groups of people where you talk about and at least you would talk at the right moment. To me, I don't really see a problem as long as the kind of normal principles of data analysis and, and uh, personal privacy are uphold, like have been there always. It's a really good thing that if there's uh, more kind of opportunities for people to say whether they want to see the marketing messages or not, uh, that's another part kind of, and that's the automation part because that data would that is gathered would be used in marketing automation systems to try to make Makes it is more personal or relevant. So that's the objective. And uh, if you see that the company is failing it, you could say no, I don't want to.
1: It all comes down to transparency and freedom to choose. These have been recurring themes of our podcast series.
0: I think a shared view is that marketing is fine as long as we can recognize it and it
1: is not forced upon us. That's all for now. Check out our other episodes on persuasion knowledge and critical research of branded contents. Subscribe to our podcast to keep on unboxing content marketing. Bye for now. Bye.